1: This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Welcome to What's the Score? Thanks so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We have the winning combination for you today, so you can score big with your business, starting with, of course, From Score, Lucy Polito, the award-winning Lucy Polito. How are you doing today, Lucy?
0: If I was any better, I don't know what I would do with myself.
1: That's a, I am great. That's a great place to be. All right. Yes. All right. And I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about SCORE and you and how you can take advantage of SCORE, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, they are working hard, as they always are doing at SCORE. And with the offices now open at the National Entrepreneur Center, you can drop in and say, hey, you can set up an appointment if you'd like to have a mentor, uh, guide you with maybe a starting your business. That's the best time to get with SCORE, but at any time is a good time to get with SCORE. Maybe you need help. If you got a particular issue. Perhaps you want to expand. Perhaps you want to sell. You just don't know how to do it. Well, SCORE is the place to go to get great advice, and people like Lucy are right there. How many SCORE volunteers now in the local office here, Lucy? Uh, we have a total of sixty. Wow five dozen and all with diverse oh, backgrounds yep. yeah all diverse backgrounds like lucy who was an executive senior executive with american express traveled the world and uh, with the card right, right. <laughs> on the card that's right you take that card don't ever leave home without it <laughs> that's right and uh, and then we've have great executives there in the in the what, restaurant business. You name a business and somebody at SCORE knows something about it. And if, if one of the volunteers here locally doesn't, you've got, what, over 15,000 now nationwide, lady, uh, Lucy, that uh, people can reach out well, you to? Know,
0: I found out that uh, I found out there are a number of people who are, you know, a lot of the folks that, that uh, work at SCORE, eventually we all have to retire even from SCORE. And uh, we have had that. Is there, I think a lot of that happened as a result of the COVID so it's it's now I found out this week as I'm at, no next last week uh it's been reduced we probably have about 12,000 now nationwide
1: okay so well, all of them are available still, you know yep that's yep. A great all of them number. are
0: available with all diverse experience
1: but that also brings up another point and that is of course that SCORE is always looking for volunteers to be SCORE mentors and all you have to do Correct. is go to the website orlando.score.org or perhaps maybe the better approach is to call and set up an appointment and speak face to face with a score volunteer and find out exactly what it's all about i mean if you've had a successful business or a successful and or a successful career and maybe you're at a point in time where you want to look for you're looking for something maybe where you, you can give a little bit back in, in the form of advice and expertise and experiences SCORE is the place to go to do that, and all you have to do, once again, is give them a call, 407-420-4844, for the SCORE offices here locally, 407-420-4844, and they do have offices all over the country, ladies and gentlemen, and you can find out where they, those are if you have friends and family in different parts of the country, or perhaps you're moving and would like to set up a business or reset up a business there, you can find out all of those locations at SCORE.org, the national website SCORE.org. And of course, both websites are just a a huge library of not only knowledge and videos and stuff, but also documents and things that you could use in your business. And it's all available Once again, Lucy, at the inflation proof price, the only inflation proof price, which is?
0: This and that, the truth nationwide, the only inflation guaranteed to be free
1: (laughs) that's right the big f word as rich used to say absolutely no charge at all to you folks and that's only because of great sponsors and people who support score and if you would like to do that once again be a volunteer maybe make donations but certainly to partake of what score has to offer just go to the website orlando.score.org Once again, 407-420-4844 for the SCORE offices. And by the way, they're open in the National Entrepreneur Center right there in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the West End. And correct me if I'm wrong, Lucy, but aren't those hours 10 to 4 Monday through Thursday and 10 to 1 on Friday? Correct. Correct. All right. And then and
0: it's the hours.
1: All right. So if you call during those hours, you're going to get a person or they'll call you right back. If you call after hours, they'll call you on the very next business day. Okay. All right. So SCORE, once again, is always uh, scouring around and, and looking for people who, who uh, are successful in business or perhaps better yet, they find SCORE. But uh, that brings us to our guest today and her name is i Oma- Ama- I'm sorry. Amanda Cosina and she's a photographer. Amanda, thanks for being with us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, well we appreciate it. Uh I know you haven't been on the show before, so and even if you had been, I I would make you do this again anyway. <laughs> but if you would tell us a little <laughs> bit about yeah. yourself, about your personal background before we get to your professional background like where are you from? where did you go to school? You know, what did, what did, what did you study? If you went to college, that sort of thing.
2: Awesome. So I am one of those strange people who are originally from Orlando, Florida. So I am born and raised here in Orlando. So East Orlando area. So I went to university high school back in the day and then um, for college, I went up to the university of Florida and up there I majored in TV production. So, my uh my whole goal back in the day was to to work in TV and everything like that. So um, it's pretty cool and interesting how it's changed over the years. But um but yeah, so I love the Gators and I love Orlando, Florida. <laughs> uh,
1: before we get to your professional career, uh, did you work? Did the University of Florida have a TV station and inst? You know, an in-house kind of station, and did you work there? Because I know a lot of universities have radio stations.
2: Yeah, um, I actually had tried to work at the radio station, but they were always full. So um, I worked at, um, I actually ended up working early on at WCJV TV20 News, which is the ABC affiliate up there. Um, So I started there in my sophomore year of college as an intern and then worked my way up. So by the time I was in my TV production courses at UF, um, I had already worked in Regular news that I didn't get to do too much on campus with WFT. Um, I did do one semester of weather, which is interesting because I'm terrible at telling the weather, but um, I got to do that. But that's as far as my experience went with um, the WFT PBS station on campus.
1: I see. It is kind of, you know, with the weather, you got to you you know, you got the weather map and, you know, but Mm -hmm. behind you, it's not really a map. It's like a green screen, isn't it?
2: Oh yes, and it was looking back at some of those videos. It's quite comical trying to see how I was fishing for the areas, trying to figure out where to point. So yeah, a lot back then, you know, it wasn't as easy to record broadcasts as much. So I'm quite thankful for that. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty funny, and I realized, yep, there's much better people for that than me.
1: <laughs> uh, Lucy, did I see you wanted to say something?
0: No, I just figured, you know, if it was me, I'd say, Hey, this is Florida. It's sunny all the time. Come on down. It's sunny. It's warm. It's friendly. Come on down. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. So, but uh, so you then did become, you went to work for the TV station up there, you said.
2: Yes. Um, I, I originally started as an intern, um, which was about three months and I just loved everything that we were doing there. And I was always learning and, Taking notes everywhere, and so um, it kind of grew into a position there, which was not expected, but it was pretty awesome to be, you know, a sophomore in college working for the ABC station already. So um, it was nice to have so many opportunities there, and I guess since it was a smaller market too, that they had a lot more openings in areas where I could, you know, keep learning new skills, and then got to try them out because since I was there anyways, they just had me um, move through the ranks of the different roles there. So. I ended up staying at that TV station for about three and a half years, and so it was a lot of learning, and it was also a lot of clarity for me that by the time those three and a half years rolled around, I didn't want to work in news anymore, so um, it was just interesting because before, as a younger kid and then throughout high school and everything, I wanted to be a reporter or an anchor. And then once I tried it, I was like, you know what, this isn't exactly for me. Um, so what, that's what, when I started exploring other
1: areas. What What was it that you didn't expect or what was it that sort of <clears throat> turned you off to it?
2: Well, you know that saying, when it bleeds, it leads. Well, it was very true in the news world. And so for me, I'm a very positive, happy-go-lucky kind of person that I just love, I love people. And I love, you know, being involved in meeting so many people, which is what I thought I would love about reporting. Um, But as I would go out there and record stories, I felt like it was just too much heartbreak all the time. Um, Where one of the stories I had interviewed um, a lady who had just lost her son, who was, who was killed in um, a prison accident, accident. And then, you know, it was a lot of just too much darkness and stress that, I just wasn't wanting to have a career in that area because I wanted more things that were happy. So if I could be a re- reporter for just kickers, that would be awesome because it's all the happy stories, you know, but um, but I just didn't want to, you know, surround myself with too much, you know, sadness all the time.
1: You know, and I got to feel that there's a whole lot of listeners out there, or viewers, I should say, out there who feel the same way, you know that they get inundated with that stuff all the time. You know, not only were you putting it out, but the people out there are watching it all the time, repeatedly. It's gotta have an effect on our general psyche. <laughs> That'd be my thoughts, oh, sure. yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's true because, you know, when you listen to the news, there is never happy news. It's always some tragedy of some sort, whether it's going on in the world or in the local area, but, but you're absolutely right. I mean, very seldom is there a happy story once in a while, I'll have them, but well, you really have to listen to an awful lot before you get that one very happy story.
1: Right. Well, that's the great thing about yeah, radio. Sure. We, we put the happy stories up for you, like this one here today. We come that's back, right. when, we, we, when we come back, we'll find out what Amanda did after working for the TV station, which brought her to where she is today as an entrepreneur. All right. And by the way, uh, we're speaking once again with Amanda Cosina, and she is a photographer, and you can find her at CosinaCreative.com. We'll be right back with more of What's the School? Welcome back to What's the Score. Thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I've got Lucy Polito along with myself, Christopher Hart, and our guest today, Amanda Cosina. And her website is CosinaCreative.com. And you spell Cosina with a K. K O S S I N A. K O S S I N A. CosinaCreative.com. And as we were just talking about, you know, the, the state of the news business especially local TV news and, and to a great extent local radio news too but it, it, as you said if it bleeds it leads they always the negative stories they they you know they they bring the ratings i guess but it also brings people down in the process which is why you moved away what did you do next
2: so after working in news i wanted to get into entertainment production so i love tv production i love being creative creating video content and telling stories so um i was really fortunate enough to get a job working as a production assistant and um talent production assistant as well for a few different productions um so back then was this here it was pretty
1: great was that here in orlando
2: yes so i moved after i graduated from the university of florida i moved back home here to orlando and um at this point this is around 2008 and um the The production industry was still really booming here in Central Florida, and a lot of big productions were here on, um, like out at Disney and Universal and um, places like that. So I had gotten some really awesome opportunities where I got to work with Disney Channel. um, Where that's one of my favorites was um, working with Disney Channel, and um, there was pretty cool to be working with the Jonas Brothers and. Sammy Lovato and Miley Cyrus and all these big name, you know, Disney stars kind of early on too, before they were really, really, you know, huge stars like they are now. Um, so it was pretty cool working with them and, and working with Nickelodeon. And, um, I worked on American Idol, uh, you know, a bunch of different reality shows and things like that. So, um, that was a lot of fun. It was it was freelance work too. So it's kind of a a very thrilling industry where you get to work on a huge project and have all the camaraderie and you know work with such amazing crews and talent and have so much fun, but it was also kind of hard too because after, you know, you'd work on a TV show for a month, then the the show would be over and you find your next show and kind of go from there. So it was fun, but it was a very challenging kind of career because there was always just so much change and, and no stability, um, with those kind of like big, big productions. Um, so yeah, but after that, I got to work with an amazing production company that's based out of Lake Mary. Um, so I guess shout out to my old boss, Chad Crawford, who, hired me at Crawford entertainment where they create some amazing, um, like regional programming, um, some different TV shows and documentaries and commercials and all kinds of fun stuff there. So, um, I, he, uh, he originally hired me to do some editing and some post-production. And then from there, I was there for about five years and grew a lot to start, um, producing. So, I got to produce TV shows like um, the TV show, How to Do Florida, which I don't even know what season they're on right now, but I know there's over 12 seasons of that show available now. Um, And then I helped him create some brand new shows from the ground up, um, which is where I felt like some of my biggest accomplishments in the TV world came from. Um, We created a, a kid's show called The Outsiders Club. Um, I don't know if you'd heard of it, but it, was, it used to be on uh, ABC um, or Channel 9 here in Orlando. And then it would broadcast regionally and also on like Sun Sports and, um, you know, online as well, too. Like, I think it's on Amazon and, and on another channel that we had created as well, at the production company. Um, but yeah, so that show was quite amazing. We did two seasons of that um, when I was there. And um, it was working through his production company, though, that I had my my greatest accomplishments professionally, which was um, I won four Emmys and I also had gotten two other nominations. So wow. six nominations total and four Emmys that were actually won. So it's pretty cool.
1: It <laughs> sure sounds like it. Go ahead, Lucy. No, I was, I'm was. I'm i impressed. That's really good. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great.
1: It sounds like you're having a blast. Uh, why did you strike out on your own, and how did that happen?
2: Well, I, as much as I love working for that company and and all the production because we were all such a you know great family, and I still love them all to this day because we're all good friends um but Um, While I was filming the first season of the show, I had had my first, my first child. So my daughter, Olivia, and um, it was interesting because we had tried for, um, to get that show, the Outsiders Club picked up for about two or three years of pitching it um, to different companies to try to get sponsorships to get the show off the ground. And it was literally a week after she was born, I got the phone call that the show finally got picked up. So um, so it was so cool because I had my first baby, my first big T V show and mm, lots
1: of good news um, all at once.
2: Yeah. Blessings. It was amazing.
1: Blessings galore.
2: Um, for sure. But of course, you know, whenever you have kids too, it it's a kind of a challenge managing the balance of working a lot and having kids. And um so I mean, we, we managed and we in the first, you know, season and then getting the second season ready was was great. And um, it just was a little bit hard uh, traveling a lot and, you know, working really long days and being outside in the field, you know, um, filming and everything when, you know, it's hard to to manage that kind of schedule with also having a very, you know, small child and we wanted more kids too. And when we had our second kid, um, it was, I was decided that I was going to be done with production. but, and what was interesting too is when I had my, my first child, my daughter, um, I I fell in love with uh, photography again at the same time because um, when she was born, we scheduled a newborn photo session and it was actually a friend of mine that I had known since kindergarten that did her newborn photos. And when she came over and did the, her newborn photos, I was just in awe of the whole process. I mean, it was probably a five hour photo shoot at my house and just seeing the way that she posed my daughter and worked with the lighting and used props and created just these beautiful images of her really got me inspired where I was like, I just, I loved it. And I'm like, how do you do this? And so, um, so after that, I mean, I had a background in photography from college because studying tv production and journalism you take photography courses as well and but back then it was film photography that you develop in the dark room and um you know very very different than it is now but i had the basis of photography and then the experience of photo editing through um through the production company and creating graphics and materials and stuff for our shows and everything so after my daughter was born and I fell in love with it, I started studying photography a lot more um, and taking as many courses as I could just to learn about newborn photography, especially because I loved it so much for my daughter. I know how it made me feel as a parent seeing those images that I was like, I wonder what it would be like if I try to do that myself. So um, that's when the whole photography switch started. So, um yeah so for about two years my photography and my production worlds were you know working together side by side as i was doing both but um once i was having you know my second kid i just was um preparing for that i should say i was ready to to branch out and do my own thing and you know it's been it's been a dream ever since
1: so your second child boy or girl
2: Boy. Right. So I have a little boy, Noah, and uh, my daughter, Olivia, who is, she's eight. And then my son is five.
1: <laughs> did you end so... up doing the photograph session for your little boy after seeing how it was done with your little girl? Was it was. Oh, were, yeah. Were you one of your first clients.
2: <laughs> um, Actually, no. So I, I did I a year after Olivia was born. Um, I trained so much with like uh, classes online and in person. I hired actually a a photography mentor to teach me like a lot of the newborn safety and things like that. So um, when she was about a year old is when I started doing newborns myself. And um, so by the time my son was born, I was a lot better than when I first started. And so I still love his pictures too. So he had so many newborn shoots though. It was like, basically every day (laughs) so um, but it was great but I started doing officially like newborn photography seven years ago and six years ago was when I quit to be full-time and then it was you know about ten months after that when my son was born
1: are you now a child photographer specialist or is that just one of the you'll photograph anything
2: Well, I started out photographing everything because I feel like as a photographer, you have to try everything to see what you love the most, even though I knew going into it, I was going to love newborn sessions. Um, So I used to do weddings and events and, you know, everything, but um, about... I would say six years ago when I had quit my day, my day job <laughs> um, to go full-time is when I really started specializing in mainly maternity, newborn, and cake smash for, uh, photography. So it's very, I feel like very, very specialized for these. So, um, cause there's just so much training involved to be able to, you know, safely and effectively photograph, uh, babies and bellies. So, um, and I say that because a lot of people don't realize what all goes into newborn photography. A lot well, of people think, Oh, you know, it's so easy because the baby's well, sleeping and well, you let, just let's, do whatever.
1: Let, let's get to some <laughs> of the more into that a little bit when we come back. And when we do, awesome. once again, we'll be speaking with Amanda Cosina of Cosina creative. That's Kosina Cosina Cosina spelled with a K K O S S I N A. K-O-S-S-I-N-A, creative.com. You just heard her explain uh, her specialty. And when we come back, we'll continue that conversation. And don't forget, while you're piling around on the Internet there, go to Orlando.Score.org if you haven't already, and please sign up for the excellent newsletter there. That way you'll know everything that's going on. And before it happens, at Orlando.Score.org. And we'll be right back with more of What's the Score. And we want to thank you for tuning in, and we want to thank you for telling your friends and family about the show because it has really grown in the with the audience and Thank you so once again i 've got Lucy Polito along with myself, Christopher Hart, here on what 's the score. Our guest today, Amanda Cosina, who is a photographer in particular, a child photographer, and in particular a newborn child photographer and you 're just getting ready to tell us that. This is—it's not as simple. It's—I mean, any good photographer obviously is—you take some level of professionalism. But dealing with children and pets, in particular, it would seem quite—you you need a lot of patience, I would think.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, especially too with newborn photography, and it's funny because so many people are like, "I don't know how you do it," because they're—they're they're terrified of newborns too, because they're so fresh and new. Um, but you know, it's, it's a lot of specialty training to be able to get the photos that I create for newborns. Cause, um, for the first thing is that, you know, they're so new and, and fragile that you have to have an extreme level of care. So, um, most of my clients that come in that are newborns, um, they come usually between ages five days to 14 days. So they're, they're very, very fresh, um, babies. So, um, So I knew going into this profession, I needed to have a lot of training. So um, some of the people that had trained me were, you know, NICU nurses and different like um, professionals that were certified in professional photography to um, to help me. Because for a lot of the poses to get those really cute, squishy, you know, um, newborn poses or to have them in certain props, you have to make sure that like their head is in the correct position. So that way their airway is not constricted. Um, you also have to make sure that, you know, certain posers are used. You always have a spotter to make sure a baby doesn't roll off of anything. Um, it's a lot of things that people don't think about. And and also, too, for for me, when I had my kids, I was very careful with making sure that, you know, they're, they don't get sick early on, too. So for me, I make sure that I always stay up to date, too, on my Tdap vaccine, which is the whooping cough vaccine. Um, I make sure I have, you know... Uh, the flu shot, COVID shot, all of those, and then also wear a mask um, to because you never know who you interact with as well too. So it's a lot of layers of, you know, safety with that. But then also like you know, washing props and things like that. But um, but most importantly though, it's the newborn posing that's so specialized because you have to know how to get a baby relaxed, how to read their cues if they're hungry. Or if they're uncomfortable or if they just even need a burp. So hmm. um, it's kind of funny because now a lot of my clients call me a baby whisperer because <laughs> I can see a baby. If a baby fusses, I know what every single cry means. So I know how to hmm. adjust. I can tell if they're cold. I can tell if they have a burp. I can tell if they're about to poop. So <laughs> um
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's,
2: it's pretty cool. See, you, you could, I think you, that's a good thing.
0: You should be called the Baby Whisperer. You should that, think about that. It, it should. that <laughs>
1: it's a good one. You could be the star of your own TV show.
0: That's right.
1: I, I, <laughs> it would be. I guarantee it, it would be a hit, right? Oh my goodness.
0: Yes.
2: You know what? It's very funny you say that too because my old boss at the production company, which is funny if he's hearing this because he's pitched me a show to do that as well too, but I'm so particular who's around my newborn clients, too, that I'm like, I don't know about other people in germs coming in to be around the <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm sure you could work that out. Uh, once yeah. again, our guest is Amanda Cosina. And can they email you? Or obviously they can contact you via your website if people are out there listening. Uh-huh. I've got my grandbaby or my baby or whatever, right? So they yeah. can email you there.
2: Yeah, they can email me on my website um, or I have a team too, if they want to even send me a text message, which I know is so much easier for, (laughs) for some people too. So um, if you want, I can give my phone number for that as well. If they want us to text them or go ahead, go ahead. So, okay. It is four zero seven and I'm just verifying too. four zero seven, two zero five, seven, two nine, seven, which is our business line. So. Um, they can text or call me at that number. So it's 407-205-7297. Or they can contact me at my website at cosinacreative.com.
1: And once I'm going to call she- you the
0: baby whisper from now on. That <laughs> is the name. And, you know, this is the reason why I enjoy this show, because there were so many things I learned. For instance, I, I happen to think that in order to do this, to deal with babies that are five days old to 14 days The patience you have to have to get them to, you know, to get a new uh, good picture is unbelievable. Uh, So I congratulate you because I, you know, I'm not a mom, but I'm telling (laughs) you it's, it would be very difficult to get a little cute face from a baby.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And also like to the whole, you have to set the mood. So I have like relaxing music playing. I have a sound machine going, and I always joke around too that newborn sessions are like four hours or three hours of doing hot yoga because babies like to be warm. So I keep a space heater right next to the baby and keep the room mm-hmm. around 80 degrees. Well, yeah. And then I'm squatting, of course, to like keep a bounce, you mm-hmm. know, bouncing the baby to keep them soothed and posed. So I, you know, that's my workout. I don't go to the gym. I do newborn photography.
1: So I'm sure that every every muscle in your body. And of course, the child has been used to what a 98.6 degree environment, right? So why wouldn't it want to be Mm -hmm. warm all the time, right? So it's fascinating. Uh, Absolutely. It reminds me, there was an old one of the original episodes of The Simpsons where Homer's long lost brother showed up and Danny DeVito did his voice. And, long uh-huh. story short, he was an inventor and he lost all his money thanks to Homer, but he came up with this invention which would tell you what a baby needed. Like, if the baby made a certain sound, it would go, Oh, my diaper needs to be changed, or oh, I'm hungry, or oh, get me a new pacifier. I mean, it's fascinating. So obviously, I know I'm making fun here, but this this is a fascinating thing, and, and I'm sure it would be a huge hit for TV. So how is business? <laughs> how is business? Because you know, I, I got young people living in my neighborhood who don't have children yet.
2: Hmm. Well, <clears throat> business has been really great. Um, it, it's funny because. You know, when I had quit my my day job 6 years ago, I was terrified because I was like, you know, I hope I have enough sessions to, you know, support our household and everything like that. And um and it's just, you know, I things just keep growing and I'm really really thankful. I mean, I study constantly like business books and and people who are farther along in in bi- the business world than I am of constantly learning about You know marketing and and how to work with people how to provide a great experience for people so um, i think it really helps and so um i originally started doing newborn sessions at clients houses and that would take forever because i love props and i would haul like an entire car load of props to people's homes so about three years into my my journey as a photographer my husband helped build a home studio and so I used to do newborn sessions out of my house. So I would have strangers in and out of my house all the time um, to get their babies' pictures. And um, once both of my kids were starting to <laughs> talk and walk a lot more, I realized it was not the best environment to have them, you know, hiding upstairs while I did all the sessions downstairs. So I had moved into my first commercial studio in, two, uh, in 2020. And then I quickly outgrew that space. So I moved to another space. Um, here in Avalon Park. And then from there, I was there for about two years and moved again, which was about two or three weeks ago. So now I'm at my newest and biggest studio, which um, now I'm pretty sure it's the largest photo studio in Central Florida that caters to maternity, newborn and cake smash photography. So um, it's quite large and I definitely get my steps in now <laughs> it's a new space, but it's a total dream here because I, I have, you know, it took two moving trucks worth to move all of my props. Oh my So Lord. if that says anything, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a lot definitely of rattles,
1: I'll <laughs> tell you, yes, uh, that's a lot of rattles. That's for sure. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, and so it sounds like you had to move because you needed bigger and bigger place.
2: Yeah, not just for the props too, but I I love providing um, a really, really great uh, client experience at my photo studio where we can provide a big variety Um, because it's a lot of work for clients to get ready for their session. And it's a big deal for them to, you know, get ready, get their hair and makeup done, go somewhere and, you know, take these pictures that these photos are like the, you know, sometimes the very first time a baby's had their photo taken. So, for me, it's a really big deal because they're going to have these pictures forever hanging up on their walls or, you know, for them to look through these albums and stuff. So I really, really want a very, you know, robust experience when they come at my studio. Um, and I provide a lot, too, now because I I remember, like, how stressful it would be, you know, to try to put everything together for a photo session and plan everything out. So now I just I do all of that for my clients where I plan the whole session for them. I provide all of the props, all of the backdrops, all the accessories. I even have over two hundred gowns available for moms and even like sisters, um, like big sisters, where they can play dress up and wear these really beautiful, like extravagant gowns, um, where they can feel like royalty at their session too. So, um, so it's pretty neat to, that you know everyone who comes here they completely get pampered. Um, during the photo shoot and don't have anything to worry about other than, you know, um, being here. <laughs>
1: right. Shoot, Lucy, so, Lucy, we might want to go by just to get treated like that a little bit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. All right. Once again, Amanda Cosina is our guest. We come back, we'll continue the conversation. In the meantime, you can check out her website, com. Cosina spelled K-O-S-S-I-N-A com. Her phone, and by the way, you can reach out to her there, or you can call her, text her actually, text her at 407-205-7297, 407-205-7297. And uh, we all, you know, know somebody, or perhaps you who are listening in your own family know somebody who's expecting, so... Or planning to be, so the you might want to make sure you put this phone number on your refrigerator. In the meantime, alongside <laughs> the score number, in the meantime, we'll be right back with more of what's the score. the score and we once again want to thank you for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show before i get back to the conversation with lucy Polito and amanda cosina want to remind you that one reason why the show has grown so much and why we're still around is because radio still works and it works in a big way you know more people listen to the radio each week than watch tv more people listen to the radio each week than go on the internet believe it or not ladies and gentlemen it is true And you can take advantage of that right here in Orlando with a great set of radio stations, great signals, AM and FM. And all you need to do is reach out to the people here at Salem Surround, and that is Salem Media Group Orlando. And you can do it either of two ways, and because they also can integrate all of your social media platforms with your radio platform, or just do one or the other, please just go to surroundorlando.com to find out more. That is surroundorlando.com. And if you'd like to speak with someone, call 407-618-1760, 407-618-1760, and take advantage of the great and powerful voice, which is radio and can be in your own voice. All right, Salem Surround, that's SurroundOrlando.com, 407-618-1760. Now back to Amanda Cosina of Cosina Creative, and you... We've spoken quite a bit uh, about, you know, newborn photography, but that's not all you do, I understand.
2: Correct. Yeah, I, so after newborn sessions, a lot of parents started having more babies. So that's how I got into doing maternity photography, which um, outside of newborns maternity and cake smash photography are some of my um, most popular genres that I photograph.
1: Cake, because, what'd you call it? Cake uh, what?
2: Yeah, Cake smash. That's yeah, what I thought you said, birthday.
1: is that like a wedding yeah. fo- photo where the bride smashes the cake into the groom? Or is this something else?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole celebration we have here. So, um, you know, of course, babies grow up. So once the babies are about to turn one years old, they come over to the studio. And we'll do um I usually will do three or four different sets that I'll build up my studio that are different themes. So for example, if your daughter's really princessy, we'll have a princess backdrop and have a little tiara and a little gown for her, and then a cute cake that matches the backdrop and set. And then we just let the babies go to town with like eating the cake. So they'll smash it, get it everywhere. And, Mm. you know, it's a lot of fun to get those cute little like shots (laughs) with the icing on their face. And um, I even have like a little baby bathtub, too. So after they're smashed, we do a splash where they get to like splash in the baby bathtub and, you know, make a mess. Uh, Do
0: you have a cleaning business also after this? Because it's going to be a mess.
2: (laughs) No, but I have an amazing team that I work with that, that work with me with, you know, setup, up, breakdown, cleaning, and, and all the other aspects of business that I don't really want to do. So <laughs> they're great. You so, but, yeah, the,
1: what, what, what kind of challenges did you have to go through business wise, uh, over the COVID, you know, period, because for a lot of people, you know, they didn't want to be in touch with a lot of strangers, especially for a lengthy period of time in a closed environment like that. How did you cope with that? How did it affect your business?
2: Oh, man, it was probably the scariest time of my life. Um, I I had opened my first commercial studio in January of 2020, which if you look back at the calendar, that didn't give me much time because in Mar- on March 15th, 2020, my studio had to be closed down during the shutdown. So, I got a good month and a half in of shooting and my, at the time was a dream studio. And then I got shut down and I didn't know what I was going to do because rent was still due. I still had business expenses. So um, luckily I had, um, I had saved a lot, but um, I was closed for about three and a half months, but I, um, and as a business owner that, you know, reads and studies a lot of businesses a lot, I actually pivoted for a few months where Um, I started offering a service for parents. This was very short lived because it wasn't very effective, but it was still a great service for my clients who had booked for me, booked with me because I wasn't photographing newborns at that time. Um, When their baby was born, I would FaceTime with them and stay on FaceTime for about, you know, two or three hours while they, I would guide them on how to take good pictures of their baby during that period Um, And then they would actually send me the photos and then I would edit them. So that way they're a little bit better and would edit them into digital backdrops and stuff too. So it looked like they were kind of in the studio. Um, It was a lot of work, but I also had a lot of free time. So um, (laughs) they were definitely not nearly as good of photos. um, And I think parents really learned to appreciate the whole experience at my studio because they were like, I don't know how you do this. And they're like, you know, stressing out trying to, but I, at least I could help guide them to to get photos until I reopened. Well, you know, um,
1: Lucy, this is this is something that we kind of saw that the the businesses that that tried to make the best of a bad situation are the ones that had the best chance to survive. Would you agree, Lucy?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know what's amazing is. In, in your case, I mean, you found a way to stay in contact with the people. Right. And mm-hmm. I would guess that 90% of those people are always going to be there with you and mm-hmm. will trust you with their – and those kids are going to grow up. You know, they're going to have parties and so on and so forth. And, of course, all those – every mother has a whole bunch of other friends that have a lot of kids.
1: Word of and mouth. And the way of
0: mouth will get through there. Yeah. So uh, that was an outstanding. And that just shows – how uh, a person who's in business and and needs to survive and wants to survive with their business finds a way to get the job done. And you found the way. Yes, maybe it wasn't very profitable, but the point was you even made clients at that point. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, you did it.
2: Yeah, and I, and I, I just I know how important these photos are for people because they're they mean the world to me. For both of my kids that I was like, I am not going to let this, this, you know, pandemic get in the way of these people documenting these special moments for their babies, because they grow and change so quickly. And it was pretty cool that um, I actually didn't have to refund anybody too during those three months, because as soon as the shutdown ended. They all came back, and then I just end up buying bigger props because they were bigger babies, That's and right. I was still able to capture those babies even mm-hmm. like in the same poses, even as three and four month old babies. So um, well, it worked out.
1: Real quick, what's the oldest that you would say photograph a child? When do you kind of cut it? I mean, off? I.
2: Thought- I photograph, I mean, my youngest client was three days old and my oldest client was maybe 86 years old. So, <laughs> I mean, I've I've photographed um, all ages. It's just certain poses. Um, if they want like the really squishy, sleepy newborn poses where they can fit in a cute bucket, then <laughs> um, I would say probably my oldest was 12 weeks old that could fit in in that. But okay. I mean, I there's even some babies that have have been born very, very early. Like my um one of my clients, he was born at twenty-one weeks wow. of age. And A little so, preemie. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean he he was one of the record breaking preemies um at Winnie Hospital. And you know, he was in the NICU for a long time. So I think he may have been even five months or six months old by the time I had seen him. But of course, since he was a preemie, he was still smaller and he had like oxygen and everything on. And we were still able to capture so many great um, shots for him. And
1: what a fantastic. And he's so
2: healthy and great. And he's see, like two years old now. And
1: see, that's I, awesome. I told you we would have good news, happy news on this show today, didn't I? And <laughs> yeah. You, you have uh, since uh you've moved I know, recently, are you going to have a grand opening or any kind of celebration?
2: Yes. So next Friday, February 3rd, um, from 4 to 7 p.m., I'm having a grand opening event at my photo studio. So we're excited to celebrate with the whole community around here in Central Florida. Um, And we'll be doing a ribbon cutting ceremony with the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce um, at 5 p.m. that day. Um, So both like in person, if anybody's able to attend or even online, we'll be doing some specials for um, photo sessions and giveaways and things like that. So. Um, If everybody stays tuned on social media and on my website, we'll have a lot more details on that and any kind of photo specials that we'll have coming up as well.
1: Speaking of social media, I should have asked you earlier, where can people find you on Facebook, Twitter, which ones and where?
2: Yeah, so Facebook.com slash Cosina Creative. So it's K O S S I N A and then creative. So Facebook.com slash Cosina Creative or Instagram at Cosina Creative. And on Instagram too, we do reels all the time. So you can get a really great behind the scenes look at what goes into all these photo sessions and how we have a lot of fun. So I have a couple of employees and so we're always having fun here at the studio. Um, and filming reels and goofing off and we're on TikTok as well too but i, b- I put most of the stuff on instagram because it's easier to use
1: <laughs> oh, so wow. all right well excellent so you just go to cosina com to find out more about that grand opening event and you said it's friday upcoming from five to seven yes Okay. And yep, her location? Friday,
2: February 3rd.
1: All right. Yes. And you can find all the details at com. K O S S I N A, com. And if you'd like to speak with her, you can text her at 407 205 7297. 407 205 7297. And when you do produce that show that you're going to star in as the Baby Whisperer. <laughs> Uh, I will be able to say I know two Amandas who made it big in showbiz. You and Amanda Bierce. (laughs) I went to high school with Amanda Bierce, who was, she was on Married with Children. She was the neighbor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All
2: right.
1: Uh, It's been fascinating speaking with you today. So uh, good luck to you and have a great grand opening.
2: Thank you so much. Baby Whisper, it's been a pleasure. (laughs) Oh, thank
1: you. All right. That's CosinaCreative.com, 407-205-7297. And don't forget to sign up for the excellent newsletter at SCORE. That's Orlando.score.org. That way you'll know everything that's coming up. And, of course, all of these radio shows are archived there as well with a lot of other great information. That's Orlando.score.org. And if you'd like to make an appointment for SCORE, and they're always looking for great volunteers too, ladies and gentlemen, 407-420-4844.